Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and your host for this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast, Let's Ride. That's part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast platform. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us. Hey, search Steelers Behind the Steel Curtain. That's if you just happen to stumble on this podcast. I feel like most of the people that listen, they're regular listeners, and I really do appreciate it. You know, before we get started with the main theme of today's Wednesday podcast. I've got to get a little bit of something off my chest. I'm very frustrated um, here in the state of Maryland, as, as in a lot of places across the country, you see these COVID-19 restrictions coming back, what we saw in the spring and in some places and then some, and it's a frustration. It is a frustration. Um, I find myself being very frustrated with uh, my job. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a teacher, you know, you don't, I'm not, you don't teach through a screen. That's just not how you're supposed to do it. It's not how you're trained to do it, but I understand it. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not giving my political or it shouldn't even be political, but still what I want to get to here is that with all the frustration that I'm feeling, I'm sure that if you're in a part of the country or a country that is feeling some of the same type of crackdowns, then I hope that this podcast, and I hope that the website that I helped run. And I hope that all of our shows on this podcast platform then can provide a little distraction for you at a difficult time. 
I really do hope that because I, I live in Maryland. I'm a Steeler fan. That's obvious. But I feel for the Raven fans because the governor of Maryland came out today and said from here on out, there's no more fans at, at games. And even though there were only a handful of fans in the stadium, I guarantee if you asked every single member of the Steelers, every single member of the Ravens, the Chiefs, any other team that has partial attendance at their facility would say that when you compare it to when there was no one, there's a difference. And yes, I understand that the game of football, the National Football League, and everything else about it is minuscule in the grand scheme of things. But again, it's a distraction. It's something that at least feels normal. And so I feel for those people in in Baltimore. And I I don't know if maybe Pennsylvania will follow suit and the Steelers won't have fans for the rest of the season. Who knows? But at the same time, my hope, and and I, I hope that my frustration can lead to an alleviation of your frustration. I hope that my frustration can help you not focus on your frustration. And so that's my goal. And that's all of our goals. We don't want to just give you the best dealers content you can find anywhere. We hope that you enjoy it so much that for the 30 minutes that you're listening to Jeff Hartman on let's ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or any of the other podcasts that I do that your mind literally goes with me that I take you on this little mental journey and for the 30 minutes that I've got you on this journey, everything is normal. Everything is normal. That's what I hope. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into things. And it, the headline of this podcast, I thought about this on Monday, actually. And I said, I want to do this on Wednesday. Send it to Brian Anthony Davis. He gave me the green light, said, I like it. I like it a lot. And it is a simple message, more so for the fans, but I think also for the team. Steelers are 9-0, and and that's amazing. We know that that's team history, even though the media keeps saying it over and over and over again. We know that they're setting new bars that have never been uh, reached before within the Steelers franchise. It's really tantalizing, though, at 9-0 and to look ahead at one game, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Thanksgiving night, week uh, we have to say that would be week 12. It's really easy to look ahead. Why? Because that game is going to be huge. That game's going to be huge. I mean, think about it. If the Steelers take care of business in week 11 and beat the Jacksonville Jaguars down in, in Jacksonville, Duval County, if they beat them down in Duval, they're 10-0 going into that game against the Ravens. The Ravens play the Titans at home on Sunday. If they lose that game, the Steelers could potentially put a final nail in the coffin of the of the Ravens' hopes of not making the playoffs, but of winning the division. And so there's a lot that says, oh my gosh, that game, I can't wait for that game. I, and get, I look, trust me, I get it. I'm excited for that game too. I am too. But the one thing that we cannot do, and as tantalizing as it is, we cannot look ahead. The team definitely cannot look ahead. Why? I think when you look at, past games okay uh we could i could give you a laundry list but the ones that come to mind are the, those letdown games you know uh, the loss to the jets a few years back uh, those trips to oakland when they lose to the raiders I, i'll never forget when terrell Pryor, the first play from scrimmage quarterback draw streaking i think it was something like 97 yards for a touchdown and they end up losing um even 
the game with Mike Lennon and Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, where they come to Pittsburgh and win. Even 2018, even though the Steelers won that game, that was a really tough win for the Steelers down in Jacksonville. I don't know if you all remember that game. That was the game where it was a goal line situation. Steelers could have kicked a field goal, sent it to overtime. Tomlin elects to go for it. They, they're running that little uh, motion right sweep underneath to Vance McDonald. They've run it a lot to Juju Smith-Schuster now. But the defense sniffed it out. Ben kept it, had to try to get barely got the football over the, the goal line, and they end up winning in walk-off fashion. But still, I mean, that's a tough place to play. And so the one thing you you say, and I'll, I'll go reference Ryan Clark's comment. Ryan Clark tweeted, this was after the Baltimore game, after the Steelers barely escaped Dallas with a victory. And he tweeted out on his verified Twitter account that the best team in the league is the team that plays the Steelers or the Ravens the next week. Meaning that whoever has Pittsburgh after they play the Ravens is the best team in the league. Why? Because the Steelers have to put so much into that game. They have to put so much emotion, so much mental sharpness, meaning that they're on, they're set, they have to be so focused. There's so much focus in that game. And then, my gosh, it's just a war of attrition physically. You're sitting there thinking that maybe he's right. So, but now you're looking at, okay, now the Ravens are on the horizon again. And this is all the, the age old adage of if you get stuck staring at the mountain ahead of you, you're going to trip over the molehill right in front of you. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are the molehill right in front of the Steelers. They cannot trip over them in this game. Now, Mike Tomlin, I can't believe a media member asked asked him this question during his Tuesday press conference. They said, Coach, are you worried about a trap game coming off of a divisional win against Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home? You have the Ravens on the horizon. Are you worried about a trap game? And I'm sitting there watching this live thinking, oh, my goodness. they How would you ask a coach this? But, hey. He did, and Mike Tomlin answered. And I loved his answer. He said, look, we don't. they don't buy into that. They don't buy into that. They said, that's a media thing. You all can do your storylines. You can do your narratives. The Steelers don't buy into that. But that's not the quote that I loved. The quote that I loved was when he said, this is not the Big Ten, a Big Ten team versus a MAC team. <laughs> and if you know the college conferences, you know the, the mismatch there. He said, this is not Big Ten versus the MAC. These are NFL players. They're professionals. He has a lot of respect for Doug Marone and what he's doing down there in Jacksonville, and he's not about to have his team overlook him. Now, as a coach, anyone that's ever coached at any level, any level, I can tell you as someone that coached at the high school level, varsity coach, I didn't coach football, but I I was a head coach for 13 years, and every single year there's a game or two on the schedule that you know that all you have to do is show up. All you got to do is show up and win. And even though as a coach, you would preach all week, all week, focus, focus, don't overlook your opponent, be ready, be prepared, focus, focus, focus. There were always those instances and those teams where the players just were never fully invested. They were never fully focused. And because of that, we didn't necessarily lose the game, but we didn't win it the way we should have. There had, there were a couple that we did lose. And boy, was that an eye-opener for a lot of people. You can't have that for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have to take it that one-game-at-a-time approach. I always go back to 2005. Bill Cowher, 
The team looks like they're not even going to make the playoffs. He has a schedule on the whiteboard. What does he do? He erases every single game and just leaves the next one. And then he erases that one, the next one. You can only take it one game at a time for the Pittsburgh Steelers because if you get ahead of yourself, that's when you trip up and that's when you lose a game. Because if you think about the magnitude of if they were to lose this game in Jacksonville, it, the implications would be massive. Not just for the Ravens in the division. Let's also not forget the Cleveland Browns. They're both the Ravens and the Browns, six and three right now. If the Steelers were to somehow trip up and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, not only would it leave the door open for if the Ravens were to beat them on Thursday night football on Thanksgiving night, for them to be right back in the picture, but even if the Ravens, let's say, lose to the Titans, but if the Browns keep winning and their schedule is pretty favorable for them, I think they have the Eagles this week. They still have the Jets on their schedule. Um, they've still got some real soft games coming up. But they still have some tough ones too. They still have to play Tennessee. They still have to play Baltimore again. Still have to play Pittsburgh. That's until week 17. The hope is maybe that the Steelers can actually rest some of their players in that game. But still, this game is very important. If the Steelers go into that Thursday night football game and they're 10-0, and Okay, haven't lost a game yet, and they're playing the Baltimore Ravens, even if the Ravens win on Sunday over Tennessee. And so let's say they would be seven and three. The Steelers at that time on Thursday Night Football would still have a three and a half game advantage over Baltimore. That half game is not is kind of theoretical, but at the same time, the head to head win that the Steelers have over Baltimore is essentially that half game. It's just, I can't stress the magnitude of this game coming up this Sunday. But you know what? Mike Tomlin was asked today during his press conference, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, he was asked, what exactly is the Steelers' identity? You know, is it the running game? Is it the passing game? Is it defense? Is it takeaways? Like, what is it? You know, again, I, sometimes I love Mike Tomlin's press conferences. He said, our identity is winning. It is winning. That is the Steelers' identity. I love that. I love that answer. It's winning. That's what this is all about. It's not about the way that you do it. It's the way that you win the game. He also said that the only thing that's perfect about the team right now is their record. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And any fan that's out there that's watched this team knows that absolutely this team is far from perfect. They're a team that still has some major issues, whether it's the run game, whether it's stopping the run on defense, they still have some kinks that they need to iron out. Luckily, they're doing that, and they're still winning. They're still winning. But you know what? There's still some things that need to be worked on. One of those is in the running game, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up right after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you. 
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here for part two, segment two, whatever you want to call it, of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. And we are here talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first segment, in case you fell asleep, in which case that's my fault. Uh, we talked about all the, the distraction that is the COVID-19 era and also how they can't, they being the Steelers, cannot overlook the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. But you know what? I can't help, you know, I can't help it because I write the article for the website. Okay. I write the article for the website and I do the power rankings for behind the steel curtain.com every Tuesday. The only way that that would change is if for some reason, and this has happened this season already, where there was a Tuesday night game. And when there was a Tuesday night game, it didn't run till Wednesday, but I, I write this article. And so I have to look at where the Steelers are ranked in the power rankings. And then if they write something about the team and don't just give a list, I take that quote, put it into the article so fans can see what they're saying about the Steelers. And I basically give them the top 10. Here you go. And to be honest with you, almost every single site now has the Steelers as the top team. But there are still a few that have the Kansas City Chiefs, even at 8-1, and one, above the Pittsburgh Steelers at 9-0. and oh. And I think that kind of sticks in the, uh, that kind of rubs the fan base the wrong way, as it should, as it should. But it's not about the ranking. It's about what they're saying about the team that bothers me. What they're saying about the team is that it's always the yeah buts for the Steelers. And this is not just these few websites. This happens all over the place. It's the yeah, they won, but. Yeah, they won, but. And so it was, you know, go back to uh, the Baltimore game. Yeah, they won, but Lamar Jackson played a bad game. Dallas, yeah, they won, but they barely won, and the Dallas is one of the worst teams in the league. And then, uh, yeah, they won on Sunday against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, but Joe Burrow's a rookie, and that's that. And now it's the, the narrative is changing. The narrative around the Steelers is changing to the point where it is talking about the run game, running the football. And when I think about this, I often think about back in 2008 when a similar situation was happening. The Steelers just could not run the ball that well, and Mike Tomlin was asked about it in his press conference at that time in 2008, and his answer has basically lived on in infamy when he said, when I show up to work every day, I walk by five Lombardi trophies. It was five at the time. They ended up winning their six. But he said, I walk by five Lombardi trophies, not five rushing titles. I've always kept that in the back of my mind because ultimately, and like I said in the first segment, the identity of the team, the Steelers way, everyone talks about the Steelers way. You got to do it the Steelers way. The Steelers way is winning, period. It's winning. That's the Steelers way. I mean, I hope you all understand that. People talk about, well, you got to draft well. Yeah, the Steelers aren't the only ones that want to build their team to the draft. Okay, that's just that's just what it is. Oh, you want to build a defense that's this, that, and the other. Look, the Steelers' way is based on winning, period. Their identity, as Mike Tomlin said Tuesday, is winning. And so when he said that, when I walk by those trophies, I'm walking by five Lombardis, not five rushing titles. And so right now, everyone's going nuts, and I brought it up, Michael Bet. I brought it up on Monday on my Let's Ride podcast is how scary the team could be if they could get their running game going. Michael Beck did a whole show on Tuesday and his live mic on how the Steelers lack of a running game could potentially hurt their Super Bowl aspirations. 
they're all rightfully, they, those narratives are justifiable, absolutely justifiable. But at the same time, when Tomlin was asked about this on Tuesday, he talked about lulls, that during the season, you will have lulls with your team. Sometimes the lulls will be like right now. They're struggling to run the football. When you look at their overall numbers, it's pretty mind-boggling. I mean, they're rushing for 101.8 yards per game. You're thinking, okay, Jeff, they're, they're averaging over 100 a game. That's easily the bottom third of the league. Okay, just so to give you some perspective. Not only that, they have one of the worst average rushing yards per attempt at 3.8 yards per attempt. So not only are they not really trying to run the ball as much, but they're not doing it effectively when they want to. And so the Steelers, are they, he, he is in Mike Tomlin said they're experiencing a lull and he thinks that they're going to get out of it. So what are some of the other lulls that the Steelers have had this season and in past seasons that they've actually gotten themselves out of? Mike Tomlin gave us one time during his press conference. He said the third down defense, everyone was ripping on the third down defense earlier this season, saying they couldn't get off the field. They're giving up way too many third and long situations. And they, they were saying that needs to be fixed period. Well, what'd they do? Refocused. They worked on it. And I would say it's better. How, how much better? I, that's, I mean, yeah, there's a sample size. It's not really, Great at this point, but the Bengals didn't convert a third down on Sunday. That's pretty good, I would say. The Steelers' secondary looks to be finding their groove a little bit. You see Minka Fitzpatrick making more you know, plays. Joe Hayden had a great game on Sunday with some pass breakups. So you definitely do believe that that lull, that they're coming out of it. Let's talk about early in the season with Ben Roethlisberger. Remember that Monday night game, week one, MetLife Stadium, New York Giants. And all the lights were on him. He had to be a nervous wreck. And you could definitely tell some rust. There was definitely some rust there. There was rust with, he had the pitter-patter in his feet. He was moving around. His eyes were all over the place. The ball came out a little erratic at times. And everyone was concerned because even in week two, the intermediate passes, the deep passes, air yards is what they were saying. Ben Roethlisberger can't complete enough passes with enough air yards underneath it. I would say that hey, he's come out of that lull, that they've refocused, they've worked on some things, and they've definitely come out of that lull. The I, I can think back to not just this season, but I mean times where the offense was booed off the field, uh, the times where the, the the offensive line couldn't protect Roethlisberger. I, I remember the Steelers' defense getting absolutely gashed on the run, and they, they tried everything. They brought in different personnel, and it just didn't do anything it didn't do anything so can they come out of this lull can they come out of this running game lull that they find themselves in it's going to be tough i don't think it's going to be as easy as some people think but the one thing that they do have is they have a veteran offensive line they have a veteran quarterback and they have a running back that is maybe not built for this line i've said it before i'll say it again this line was built to do two things number one protect ben roethlisberger check that box they do that very well. They haven't given up a sack in over two weeks now. Two straight games that they haven't surrendered a sack. That's pretty remarkable. But the second thing that they were built to do was to block for Le'Veon Bell. I don't, yeah, people will say, Jeff, you're nuts. 
There's no way they did that. Yeah, they did. I b- absolutely believe they did. And that line was perfect with Le'Veon Bell. They knew that this guy can not only create something out of nothing, but all they have to do is just hold him up, for, hold up their blocks for just a little bit, just a little second. He'll pick his spot and he's gone. James Conner is not that type of back. Neither is Jalen Samuels. Neither is Benny Snell. I don't know enough about Anthony McFarlane, nor have I seen enough from him to think that he is that guy. This offensive line is not built with a bunch of road graders. That's the description that people had of Kevin Dotson, the rookie from Louisiana, when he came into the league. They said, this guy is not a pass protector. He is a guy that's going to come in. He wants to get going downhill, and he wants to maul people. It, the Steelers haven't had that in a long time, and they haven't had a long time. And to be honest with you, when Kevin Dotson actually got to play this season, which he started two games already, he was not a mauler in the run game. He was great in pass protection. And so then I'm thinking to myself, maybe this is a systemic thing. Maybe this is a situation where the Steelers, just the way that they coach these guys up, is to focus on pass blocking. I don't know. With Sean Surrett as the offensive line coach and gone as Mike Malarkey, which a lot of people, a lot of people think that when Malarkey left, the running game went with him. And I'm not sure if that's the case or not because I've seen them have success without Malarkey, but you can definitely see the consistency is not where it was when he was in town. Look, the guy's a Hall of Famer. Okay. I'm not trying to downplay Mike Malarkey as a, as a coach. Because he was a head coach in the league. If it weren't for the Titans being the owners just basically forcing him out, he'd probably still be a head coach in the league. He's a Hall of Fame player, as I said. He knows what he's doing. The players loved him. The players loved Munchak. And so, will they get out of this lull? I'm not sure. I'm not expecting them to go down to Jacksonville and just run all over the Jaguars, if you want to put it that way. But I do think that this running game does not have to be dominant. This is where we come into expectations. It's funny because you know my wife and I have a really good relationship, and, and it's because we, we both understand that we have to set expectations for the other. And if we don't, we can't be disappointed when they don't do what you want them to do. Let me give you an example. If my wife says, hey, Jeff, can you do X, Y, and Z? When we first got married, she would say, can you do X, Y, and Z? And I would say, yes. And then she would get frustrated when I didn't do it on her timetable. And then she would get mad. And she would say, I thought you were going to do this. And I said, well, you didn't tell me when you needed it done by. So yes, that was some immaturity on my part. But now she'll say, hey, Jeff, can you do X, Y, and Z in the next five minutes? Yeah, I got you. Sure, no problem. And I'll do it in the next five minutes. It's all about expectations. So here we are talking about the running game. Trust me, this is all going to come full circle. Here we are talking about the Steelers running game. Okay? We're talking about this lull. Can they come out of the lull? Well, what is our expectation for them to come out of the lull? Like, What are the numbers that we're looking for? I'm not expecting 2004, 2005 Jerome Bettis numbers here. Okay, people? Just not. Or Willie Parker in 2005. He was mixed in there. I'm not looking for Bam Morris and Barry Foster numbers from 94 and 95. What I'm looking for is just a threat of running the ball. You might be sitting in your car right now thinking my expectations are a lot higher and that's fine. They're your expectations. But for mine, it's just about, can you get the short yardage when you need it? That's first. 
can you run it effectively to give the passing game a little bit of breathing room and not room, but just the chance to actually have some threat of the, of an, of another potential play. So they don't run a lot of play action, but that would be the perfect example here. You can't throw a play action fake if you're never going to run the ball. So the Steelers do nothing but go empty. Well, they're never going to run the ball and the defense knows exactly what's coming. You're going to pass the ball. So my expectation is, can you at least have the capabilities and the effectiveness to at least have the defense think about defending the run? And then third, I, I would just like to see the average go up. Uh, I'd say there are 3.8 right now if they can improve by a yard. 4.8, 4.5, I would be happy with that. That's nowhere. That's not going to be anywhere near the, the, the league leaders. I don't need this team to lead the lead in rushing. I don't. Right, Like I said, they're averaging 101.8. That's fine. Okay, if it goes up, great. That's phenomenal, but it doesn't have to. My expectation is not for them to come out of this lull and change that average dramatically. It's going to take some time anyways. It's going to be, does the rushing numbers impact the passing numbers? What I mean by that is when the rushing numbers go up, the passing efficiency should also go up, and therefore the points should go up. My, In my head, the expectation is that the running game improving and coming out of this lull just a little bit will help every other facet of the offense bar none. So that's my expectations. Will they come out of the lull? I think they will. Will it be right away? I don't think so. Because it takes time. It takes time, people. You have to understand that. If you followed this team, all those other lulls we talked about, Roethlisberger's intermediate passing, the third down defense, um, and even right now the defense is going through some issues in the run defense. It's going to take some time. You just have to hope that they're going to continue to win so that no matter what, they're going to win and correct. Win and correct. Keep doing that dance, win and correct, and you'll be fine. There you go. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So to finish up the show here, I want to give everyone a little bit of a rundown. We'll we'll be talking about this more next week. I, I want to have an article on the website to kind of let everyone know what's going to be happening next week because next week is such a strange week. No, not just because of the holiday, Thanksgiving in the United States on Thursday. And it's because the Steelers play on Thursday night. And so a lot of people have actually sent me messages on Twitter and um, emails saying, what, what's going to happen next week? So to give you a quick rundown of what's going to happen on most of our platforms, on our audio platform is going to be as following. So let me, let me try to give you this rundown here so that we can make sure we're all on the same page. So on Monday, so we have the game on Sunday against the Jaguars. All right. On Monday, my Let's Ride will be at noon. We'll have the post game podcast in the morning. Nothing changes there. The change on Monday is going to be that the hangover is going to be around 5 p.m. And the Scobro show with Dave Schofield and Big Bro Rich is going to be that night. So instead of being Tuesday, it's going to be Monday. Now, on Tuesday, you're going to have the live mic in the morning. Nothing changes there. And then the Steelers preview, which is a show that I do with Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis. That'll be on Tuesday night. Wednesday morning is your let's ride. And then know your enemy will be Wednesday night. Nothing changes on that regard. Thursday, we're going to have, and that's game day, and that's Thanksgiving day. We're going to have the pregame podcast already out in the morning. We'll do the postgame show after the game. Friday, 
you have the post game in the morning. You have Let's Ride around noon. Nothing changes there. So when you're Black Friday shopping, make sure that you, that's if you're going out anywhere, if you're Black Friday shopping in your pajamas on the couch, make sure the Let's Ride's on so that you check it out. Saturday will be Touchdown Under and the brunch with Tony. And then Sunday we'll have the Stat Geek, which is normally on a Thursday. We're going to bump that to Sunday morning. And then we'll probably do a little AFC North recap podcast after the game action on Sunday. So I wanted to take some time in the show to kind of give you an idea as to what next week is going to look like. It's not going to impact Let's Ride. If if you're someone and I'm not I'm not arrogant enough to think that there are people that just listen to my show, but if you're someone that just listens to Let's Ride, nothing's going to change. You're going to be Monday at noon, Wednesday at five, Friday will probably be around noon, but you're going to get my Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Nothing's going to change. But if you're someone, which I hope is everyone out there that listens to all of the shows and you're listening and you're following, you know, the hangover and the Scobro show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a little different. So make sure you're prepared. Make sure that you're following us on wherever you, you got to subscribe. You got to follow so that you don't miss any. They'll automatically download and you'll have them right there at your fingertips. Folks, big game coming up. I'm excited for the Friday show. I'm going to talk about this matchup inside and out. Jake Luton, Jake Luton. I don't even know if that's the right pronunciation. I think it is because I think Chris Berman calls him Luton free as in like gluten. So I think Luton is the right way. I don't know why I kind of said that with an English accent and maybe that's just what I'll do from now on. He's going to be starting as I just saw on Twitter that, um, the typical, uh, Gardner Minshew, the typical starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, has his, his thumb injury. He's just starting to throw. Doug Marone said he's not going to be ready. So we're going to talk about Jake Luton and all the other Jacksonville Jaguars that we need to get uh, you know, associated with and all that good stuff. We'll be talking about that on Friday as well as my game picks. They got better this week. I actually was the best in the whole website. I won this week. Yes, I did. Don't let them tell you any different. So, hey, have a great day, everyone. Have a good Wednesday. Make sure it's a good one, and I will see you here on Friday. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless this year. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.